Hey guys, welcome to Heart to Talk the podcast. I am your host, Teresa Caesar, and you are listening to episode 32. I believe that reading and writing are the most nourishing forms of meditation anyone has so far found. By reading the writings of the most interesting minds in history, we meditate with our own minds and theirs as well. This, to me, is a miracle. Kurt Vonnegut. I am so excited and honored to bring to you in this episode today's guest, Haley Page, who is the owner and founder of the award-winning London-based but globally operating Notebook Publishing and its various genre-specific imprints, Emmy Press, Onyx Publishing, and Black Cherry Publications. When she is not busy herself with business expansion, ink creativity, and book publication, she spends her days coaching business owners and entrepreneurs in writing and publishing for the purposes of achieving lead, generation, and greater authority and status in their niche. She is a powerhouse. But what I find most fascinating, what I've learned is with anyone who's incredible or anything that's been incredibly birthed to us in this world, whether it's a person, a book, a movie, a relationship is the backstory. So I'm excited for you to learn about Haley's backstory and of course, learn about her inspiring mission. I bring to you my conversation with the award-winning London-based publisher. I stay motivated when I remind myself of that line, be the woman you look up to. And you're one of the women that I look up to. I think of where you are now, but your journey, like you did it. And that's what makes just you so inspirational on so many levels. Can you tell us your backstory? Oh gosh, <laughs> I feel like the first thing I need to say there is that it's it's so humbling, but it's also kind of crazy to me whenever anybody says anything like that, because mm-hmm. I never ever stop to think that I'm an inspiration to anybody apart from maybe my children. <laughs> um, but when you said that, I don't know, part of my mind is just a little bit perplexed at that. But then I guess, kind of to give credit to myself, like you said, when I, I look back to where I started from, the contrast is really quite significant. I mean, the bottom line really is that my childhood was up and down. I grew up in a very deprived area. I had a mum and a stepdad who was quite abusive. And my home life was just not not the best. I mean, there were some really, really happy moments, but there wasn't that stability and consistency and just that kind of innocent happiness that children should have. Um, So I think I knew very early on that it wasn't the norm. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew that it wasn't the norm. I had a very clear vision about what I wanted my life to be. So I think that was the the starting point really to striving for more and making it happen. I, it's that vision. I think that's like the first ingredient that you need 
you had this beautiful post from the peasant girl Mm -hmm. to yeah to the publisher that post was a whole fairy tale narrative about a little girl who essentially is a peasant girl she's growing up deprived and abundance is lacking in a lot of areas I didn't disclose in that post that there was trauma in my childhood but there was a wealth of trauma in my childhood that started probably from being about five years old and because of the trauma I chose books as an escape and not just that but I had like a lovely auntie and a lovely uncle and my uncle just made no secret of the fact that I was his favorite and he bought me tons of books so again I had this association with books bringing me happiness and making me feel loved so fast forward coming out of my childhood the examples that I had where men were concerned were pretty dire so kind of textbook really I ended up choosing and it's really important to say this I chose somebody I attracted somebody in myself who was narcissistic and abusive because I think as soon as you like take you take responsibility for that choice you realize you actually have control in everything so I chose somebody who wasn't I don't want to say that he wasn't a good person and that's kind of up for debate I guess from one person to the next but he wasn't what I believe my little girl self would have wanted and when I think of the little girl that I am on the inside I don't want her to be with somebody like that so yeah I attracted in this ogre as I put it in my fairy tale post I I'd thought he was a prince charming which he wasn't And it took me a really, really long time to realise what he actually was and the role that he was playing in my life and the role that I was playing in those decisions as well. And then, you know, domestic violence was a very key theme underpinning those days. It was five years of pretty horrific domestic violence. And there came a point where I very nearly lost my life and my daughter nearly lost her mother. And it just gave me a wake-up call and I thought, no, life has got to be. You can't just live it on default. You have Mm -hmm. to actively sit and, like I said before, have this very, very clear vision of what you want. But then more than that, think step-by-step, how do you get there? Because it's all very well to think, well, this is what I want in my life and this is what I imagine, but you've you've got to very clearly break that down and think about the tangible steps that you need to take in order to get there and start implementing. Because even if it takes a thousand steps and five years, it's far better than than never doing it. And I definitely built this life in mind of the life that, like I said, my little girl self wanted, as silly as that sounds. I've made all of that happen now. That's actually the magic ingredient. When we allow us to be that little girl self, I think that's when we're like most powerful because we're not worried about the how, we're not judging. That's what's so beautiful about kids, the imagination. They feel limitless and they dream. Exactly. And that's what I think is so, so special because if you ask a child a question, they give you the answer without all of the lenses that society and experience puts on us. So if you ask a child a question, you get this innocent kind of like no obstacles response. And so then if you go back to the vision that you had for your life as a child before anything's tainted you, before experience has made you cynical or you've been hurt and built up these walls and barriers, you kind of get an insight into 
what is actually possible without life having left its mark on you. So I think it's really important to go back to that to that moment and the vision that you had for yourself. And if it's still something that really warms you from the inside, you've just got to make it happen. You're just that example, like anything's possible and never giving up. And the most exciting part is, okay, we have the peasant girl turned publisher, your beautiful fairy tale story, but it's a real story, which is amazing. And it's amazing because you are a publisher, a ghostwriter, all these things, and you're writing your own story. Mm -hmm. So beautifully. So share with us who you are today and your mission. Are you feeling like you're in purpose? What really, really drives me at this point is, is to really inspire people to be brave and courageous and both tell their story unapologetically because it's their story. And I know myself, there is people very explicitly and then very subtly put gags on you. They make you feel very, very fearful of telling the truth and of telling your story. And you've just got to think if anybody in any roundabout way kind of seeks to stifle your voice, they really need to reflect themselves Mm. and think, well, that's most likely because they've wronged you and they don't want to be held accountable and they don't Mm. want other people to know that. But that doesn't stop it being your story and you still have the right to talk about it and relay everything as you experienced it. So I think with that said, and with with the gags that I felt were put on me as well, I just really want to encourage everybody to tell their story, leave that legacy, and to inspire other people because you might not think that you've been on an incredible journey or anything that's much different to somebody else but if you could just impact somebody just one person and make them make a different decision I mean there's something so incredible about that and so powerful because when I was in my domestic violence situation I genuinely thought I was going to die in that situation and I didn't think there was a life outside of that I didn't think there was happiness outside of it because I I was taught to believe that there wasn't and now I've learned that if I share my story with people somebody who's in a violent situation might actually get out of it and it can quite literally mean the difference between life and death and then when you think about the children involved in those situations as well so to answer your question I think I my purpose is to really encourage people to tell their story unapologetically and without those gags. But I really want to see people thrive in business as well, because had I not been through the DV, I think I'm a born businesswoman and I love Mm. to see everything that I can achieve, but I fully believe that everybody else can as well. So then when you couple books and telling your story with the power of a book in business, I definitely think that I'm where I'm meant to be in that regard because it's like everything's just very organically and magically come together to give me my purpose because I thought that I was destined to like open a publishing house but now I realize it was bigger than that because it was bringing business and books together and the power of the two in combination is just kind of mind-blowing but just it's so amazing. Oh I think it is the whole idea when you I guess when you think about what books mean to people and how they affect us and Mm -hmm. life and history and the future, Mm -hmm. the power of a book 
and that you're behind the power of a book or writing a book. It is so, so magical because like you said, I think if we all think back to being kids and having stories read to us and reading ourselves, there are some books that just become part of your very core, part of who you are in your soul. Um, And I remember hearing, I think it might have been a Meg Ryan movie. She said something like, when you take a bite of an apple, that apple just becomes who you are like it's forever ingrained in who you are and I've always felt that way about books so if I can just help somebody to write and publish a book that ultimately impacts somebody else I just think you're leaving your footprints on the world then you're leaving your footprints on somebody's heart and soul and considering that we all have this one life and we all die and you know one day we're going to be forgotten I just think there's something really special and beautiful about leaving that legacy, sending a book out into the world, knowing that it's going to be circulating potentially forever. And yeah, that your words are just going to be read and absorbed and embraced far beyond this life that we're living. I mean, there are just so many different levels to it. And being a female entrepreneur and kind of breaking through all of those glass ceilings that we've kind of grown up around and we've been Mm -hmm. conditioned to believe that are there and years and years ago I used to really rebel inwardly about this whole like girl power thing and all yeah I just it used to make me cringe whereas now (laughs) I think like good for us like really stepping up and being so so powerful because the days of it being a man's world are just so long gone now and yeah, I just love that. I think there have been quite a few men that haven't wanted to publish with me because I own the publishing house. And oh, I actually just find that really quite, yeah, it, it's fascinating, but it's also amusing. I, I love that I'm a woman and I love that I'm encouraging other women as well. Tell <laughs> us what you do. I work with high achieving female entrepreneurs um, to help them plan, write and publish a lead generating book. So that's a book that they can use as a marketing platform, which attracts in their ideal clients. It nurtures them by taking the reader on this A to Z transformational journey, like solving a reader's pain point. The reader comes to know, like, and trust you. And then you kind of just very subtly encourage them into this off the page relationship where they think Teresa's amazing. I love everything that Teresa's said. I want to work with her. She's clearly an expert in her field. Mm. So they go and choose to get on your mailing list and they choose to book into your calendar and they ask if they can be one of your high ticket clients. So it ends up being this super powerful marketing platform because you're not paying for your leads. They're paying you to become a lead. They buy your book, you're in profit. And yeah, they're already nurtured and they already know, like, and trust you and know that you're an expert in your niche. And of course, then the book gives you that additional credibility and that authority and trust. So it's a marketing platform like no other when you consider all of that. So if anyone listening is ready to work with (laughs) Ailey, how can we find you? Okay, so obviously I'm all over Facebook. I use it far too much. <laughs> yeah, go on um, Facebook. Her, her stuff, yeah. her, your content is just, I could tell. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn, or then you could go to onyxpublishing.com or hayleypageinternational.com. 
lovely, lovely, lovely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for that. So before we close up this episode, per tradition, I'd like to ask you my ending questions. So go, so I'm going to start off with the first one. Haley, what is your favorite quote? This is probably not correct word for word, but it's something like, um, she who believes can, or she who believes does some, something along those lines. Yeah. It's that whole self-belief thing again, because I honestly believe there are no limits for anybody at all. Oh, that's powerful. I love that. All right. Next question. (laughs) This might be a hard one. This might be a hard one for you to answer, but what's your favorite book? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, I have so many. (laughs) Favorite book. Oh, I'm going to have to go fiction, which is obviously going against what I actually do. But Harlan Coburn, he's a thriller writer. He's my absolute favorite. And the first book of his that I ever read, Tell No One, and then No Second Chance. I absolutely love those. Ooh, okay. And it's good that we got a fiction because everything that people recommended on this podcast has been nonfiction. So we got our first fiction. (laughs) So yay. All right. And then the last question. What's the best advice you have to offer? As cliched (laughs) as it is, I think it's to believe in yourself no matter what. Yeah, like I said before, there are no limits. And (laughs) another one as well is just to choose not to be a victim to your circumstances because you're only ever a victim when you decide that you are. So if you pull the lessons from every single thing you experience, no matter how traumatic or how awful it's been, you can just use all of the, the rubble of your past, as I would say, and use, use all of that as stepping stones to build an incredible future. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 32. I do hope that you enjoyed hearing Haley Page's beautiful and inspiring backstory and that you are motivated to get your story out there, perhaps a personal story, or you're an entrepreneur and you're ready to have a lead generating book, reach out to Haley. Otherwise, friends, please remember to rate, subscribe, tell your friends about Heart to Talk, the podcast. You could find me on Instagram and Facebook. Otherwise, y'all, I'll be back in two weeks.